Well, this is Pat Magley and Heroes Camp Podcast and with my friend from uh, L.A. that I met in L.A., but actually he is uh, from Denver, Colorado currently. Uh, very apostolic. I don't want to limit him. Very prophetic. I don't want to limit him, but I will call him my brother, which is very engaging and enhancing in my relationship and in my life in the ministry of Heroes Camp, uh, Seymour Driggers. So we're going to uh, launch off from the shore here and talk uh, more about prayer. That's all I'm really quali- qualified to talk about is prayer. And every other thing that happens in my life comes from prayer. And it came because I prayed and it came because I waited and prayed, fasted and prayed. So I think I be, might be a little bit more qualified to talk about prayer than about money or about salvations and about evangelism because all those that came like that to me uh, came from prayer. It didn't come from my own goodness or from my own strength, but not by power, not by... So anyway, we're going to talk today about wells and the wells of prayer. Some of the wells of prayer must be in 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 the top when you're digging out the dirt that been filled up by having the wrong pattern. And the wells of prayer have been filled up with the wells of work, but it hasn't been working in faith, okay? And so Elijah, he was a man of great faith uh, that he prayed and it wouldn't rain, then he prayed and it would rain. But what he did in between time was that he didn't pray long, but he worked long. And it gave him great vision of what was going to transpire and what was God was going to do at uh, in, in, in First Kings uh, at Mount Carmel. And so he took and he took 12 stones and he built an altar work. Them stones were huge. Them stones were heavy. And he did it by himself. It wasn't Elijah and his son. It was Elijah. He worked by, you could do a lot of work by yourself, getting the stuff out of your well that don't belong there if you're willing to pray. And it will develop the well. And you got a bunch of little wells along the big, around the big well, uh, other wells that are significant. The well of hunger, the well of thirst, the well of righteousness are all compacted into one family well that we must get if we're ever going to get healed or get well in the body of Christ. After he took those 12 stones, he built an altar that took work as he continued to work he was working towards something that he began to see in the spirit that came out of the well of work that came out of a constitution that came from prayer then after that he uh, 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 he built an altar and then he dug a trench then he took the last money he took the last uh, 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 water and then he poured it three different times so he had to go get the water. That was work. He poured it in the trench. The trench was work. All of this is trench warfare work. And wow. it comes to get your well clean so you can wake up the next day with a clean well. And prayer is easier the next day once your well has been dug out. And it has a transgenerational blessing on it and a benefit for those that you haven't met. They're in the loins of somebody uh, uh, that ain't even married, maybe not even birthed yet. This is so huge. This, uh, prayer is so much more than just about me and my four and no more. It's a, it's, 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 it fills up all the atmospheres of the world. And without prayer, then we got to rely on Babylon, which becomes a problem. After he filled the water and he put, poured the sacrifice over the water, uh, the, the water over the sacrifice uh, three different times, then he prayed. 
All of what was moving from start to finish towards the place where he would pray. He didn't have to pray very long because all his work was towards prayer. Then one day he just opened his mouth at the end of that prayer, at the end of that work season, and the fire came. And everybody was able to believe in Jehovah God, and he became the God of all Israel. That's what prayer will do for your well, the well of work, the well of hunger, the well of thirst, the well of righteousness, the well of justice, the well of dominion. All of these things must be established. The well of maturity. The church, they say, in Africa is a mile wide, but it's only an inch deep. So there's so much corruption, so much witchcraft, so much adultery. Well, the church in America is 10 stories high, but it's built on corruption. So you kick it in his leg and the whole thing will fall down. Why? Because it wasn't built on the foundation that come out of the well of God's resource of the Bible, where it says they were built on the holy apostles and prophets through fasting and prayer. I'm through. Seymour, it's on you. I'll pass you a lit baton. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Uh, we focused so many uh, times on things that are not important um, that represent God, and we're putting out their programs. We're doing things in the name of God. But in the end, the well has not been tapped. We have not redug the wells. And it's, it's work to, redug, to dig the wells. Nobody sees what you're doing. It's behind closed doors. But you can't give somebody what you don't have. Amen. And so for us to not have a well of prayer and intimacy with the Lord and digging that out, it's tragedy over and over again. We see it in the church. We see things start out great. It looks good on, on, on the surface, but there's nothing underneath there piping out the living water. So what brings healing and deliverance is the living waters. And, uh, you know, it takes work to dig wells. It's absolutely right. And I think lately the Lord has been speaking to my heart. You know, it's frustrating when you unclog a well and you dig and you're in a process or a ministry in a season and you've been digging that a, a well that the enemy had clogged up. That's what Isaac was doing Amen. with the wells. He Amen. was he was redigging his father's wells. That that was in a generational anointing, Amen. and he had to get in there for himself. We can't rely on what happened with our fathers and mothers. Amen. God's requiring us to dig in and redig those wells because there's anointing in there from the past generations. Amen. But he's also uh, our witnesses. Yeah, there's also an enemy that clogs up the well. He wants to put the muck in the mire and so we can live however we want and then go ahead and serve God with our gifts. But it's a dirty, it's a dirty flow. It's a, it's a trickling down. It, it blesses a few people because we're so corrupted in our own hearts and our lives. We haven't redug the wells. So, I mean, we got to redig. We, we, we can't move the ancient boundaries. If our forefathers who got us here were through fasting and prayer and sanctifying themselves, how do we think we're just going to skirt around the around there? But one of the things that struck me interesting with Isaac's wells when he was redigging them is that there was a lot of strife and, and a lot of fighting for him when he was going to redig those wells. It's not easy. Everybody will come to an event at your church, but five people will show up for a prayer meeting. Amen. They don't want to. They want to do that work. And the enemy fights it because once that well gets clear, people get real healing and deliverance, but it takes a handful of people to get a shovel. And by the way, he, he dug those wells with his servants. Amen. So you can't just dig by yourself. You, you, need, a, you, need, a, you need a tractor. You, you, need, you need some equipment. You need some people around you to redig these wells. And then after you redig them, what really hit on me was after you redig them, sometimes the enemy comes to fight you once you got that well going. That's right. 
all hell breaks loose when you fair and pray and fasted and got that well going and that deliverance and healing and then all that envy and that strife and that confusion comes but it really struck me interesting about isaac that he wasn't going to play it he just called it for what it was i'm going to keep on digging i preached a message on keep on digging recently because I'm not going to stay at that place. I unclogged that well. There's a bunch of confusion. There's jealousy and envy. I'm going to move on to the next one. Now, it's hard once you do it one time. And those are spirits assigned to attack the work. Because they don't like the well, the flow. No, no, no. Because just like the woman at the well, when you get a well cranked open, and you, I met a man that told me everything about Amen. myself. And then he, she passed it on to every people. When you have true living water flowing out of a ministry, people are going to come and drink for it and get free and delivered. So the enemy will be hostile and fight it. But I, I was amazed when Isaac, he didn't waste his time. He understood something. He's like, okay, the first well he fought, the second well he unclogged. I mean, that's work. And then after that, he, you would have thought he would have been okay. He, he dug those wells. He could have gave up after that because the enemy was fighting him. But he decided to call it for what it was and move away. Sometimes there's seasons and ministries and times you got to move away from something. You unclogged it. You did what you did. And you can't sit there and fight a contention and, 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 and fight over that well. But there was one more well that he had to dig moving forward. He didn't give up. It was Rehoboth. That it was a wide open well where he didn't have contention and, and jealousy and fighting. So I want to encourage people that sometimes in ministry, you, you unclog wells of your fathers and you, you do works and you get tired. But, but God wants you to keep digging that next well. Don't be discouraged because you got, you, you got destroyed, you got lied on, you got cheated on or whatever. To move forward to keep digging that well because the next well that you dig is going to be the one that God puts a protection on that you're not going to have to fight that level of demonic oppression. But you have to pick up the shovel and be willing to say, I can't worry about what happens again. I'm going to dig another well. It could be in another, uh, the same uh, area that you're at. It could be another area. But I know we're called to dig wells. Sometimes the well that you're digging is a wall. Like Nehemiah and the apostle of reconstruction and rebuilding that wall. And he ran across Sam Ballot and Tobiah were mocking him. And, and the mockery that go against your work in the secret place, if you don't have a constitution of repetition and it's not the way that you repeat, you know what I mean? It's three-peat. They're looking for that in the NBA, a three-peat. Well, what about the Boston Celtics? What about the UCLA? You know, 11 championships, you know? Where are those that people that just can't do without victory? And so they had a crew. And when the fighting got severe, they blew the trumpet and people ran down there because they were under attack because they were began to build another place where the wall was already broken down. When you put the wall of protection up and the will and you put up the wall of protection along with the well of provision, then we can come out of Babylon and begin to have the living waters flow from heaven into and the heaven is not far. The kingdom of heaven is within, and we need to be able to have these. And and listen, Paul knew Jesus by the Spirit better than the original disciples knew him by walking with him. Sometimes life in the Spirit is more predominant and the less need for a co-redeemer. People get discouraged, and they'll look for other kinds of help. They'll look for solical help. They'll look for education. But the the Bible said, the Holy Ghost said, learn of me. His yoke is easy and his burden of light. It's good to be yoked up with somebody else that is already reduggable. Well, and if you're starting a ministry, come get and stand with somebody when the yoke ain't supposed to be forever. One day when, and I was saying about PJ out there earlier to you, uh, apostle, that, um, when he took his yoke off, it was ready to be a son. 
He had been yoked up long enough, and then everything that constituted his yoke, he got rid of the oxen. He made a barbecue dinner, and he killed it and everything, and then he followed him. He followed the father, and he declared, my father, my father, when Elijah was taken in a chariot of fire. Thank you. Amen, amen. One, one scripture that really popped out to me uh, earlier is uh, the place where Moses is talking to his father, father-in-law, speaking of father and son, uh, son connection. Yeah, you listen, there's some wisdom. Yeah, there's some wisdom in some wells that have been dug. And there's some things that we got to listen to that people have already gone through. We, we need to get that wisdom. That's, a, that's a problem. That, that will clog up the well moving forward for any generation. But it's in Exodus, I believe it's um, Exodus uh, 18, verse... Uh, 15, uh, or actually 14. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning into evening? It's a lot of work to do, to do this stuff. It's a lot of work. And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me, and I judge between one and another, and I make known the statutes of God's laws. He said, let, let me break it down for you here. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Amen. This is not a Lone Ranger thing that we have to do here. Amen. Now, this is the part. Verse 19, this is key for a well. This connects. Listen now to my voice. You know, sometimes people, you need to listen to the voice of the Lord from your father-in-law, your mother-in-law, whoever it is that has a well your that's wife. trying to give you to drink. Your, your wife. Daughter. Someone that sees something that you don't see. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God. This is powerful. Please get a hold of this. And you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work that they must do. He was trying to change the paradigm of the well that, he, that, the, that Moses was working out of. Amen. He said, look, you're, you're drawing out of a well that's not deep enough. You're trying to deal with all people's problems with, with, with the calling and the gifting on your life. He said, you're not going to the well of living water first. So if you go in verse 19, he says, listen to my voice now. I will give you counsel of God. Well, the, well, you will stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties of God. See, we got to go before God first. See, this is ministry. The old paradigm, the old wineskin has said, I'm going to use my gift. I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to minister. But if you haven't gone before God, the father-in-law said, you need to get on your face, go before God and Dig into that well of prayer and fasting and stand before and, and prostrate yourself. And then God's going to give you the download before you go to the people. you got to hit the well first because you're going to die on the vine. How many ministries do we see that are dying left and right because they didn't dig the well? They were, look, they were working on Amen. charisma. They were working on uh, yesterday, uh, my wisdom, my great calling. But they Amen. weren't spending the time with God to understand this is the water you need to give these people. Because you're going to die and so are they. You're going to wear out. So I'm not... I'm, I'm I'm looking to tap that well in intercession and prayer and unity so that before we get to the people, and it says in verse 21, moreover, you shall select from you people, able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such of them over to be rulers of thousands, hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Listen, we need multiple wells pumped up here. 
And if the leaders are not in with God, cracking that place and getting the revelation and the wells of God opening up and helping other people to duplicate that, we need wells everywhere springing for life. If you don't, if you're not working to open a well, you will not fit, be fit for to righteously distribute its reward. I wrote down vision is essential. You can't siege what you can't see. Mm. And on the way, on the way, one of the ways to stay nourished is to develop a longing. When you long for God's honor, when you got long for God's will uh, to be established, because you're cons- you you are certain that it's not coming from the White House. You're certain that it's not coming through education. You're certain that it's not coming through politics or religion. But you're certain that it's coming from Jehovah God. The well that never will run dry. And Come and on. and the word says about Isaiah in fifty five. That he had a well open, and then because he had a well open, that he could make a declaration for what he heard God say. Come, who all who are thirsty, come to the waters. You ain't got no money. Boy, I tell you what, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do we spend money on what does not satisfy? On bread? Uh, and it's just, it's revelation that ain't going nowhere. Education is a knockoff to re- revelation. Education is bootleg to revelation. Education is bootleg <clears throat> to, to revelation. And your labor on what does not satisfy. <clears throat> so we go to church, we walk away. Come on. And we know that we did right, but we don't know that we didn't do righteousness. Because right and wrong, I got to go back to that, are still off the wrong tree of good and evil. Right and wrong are good and evil. The tree of life births righteousness, and the righteous, the Bible says, righteousness exalts a nation. So out of all, all of our co-redemptions, by using Jesus' name with the right politician coming to my church, or the right athlete making a donation, or the right, you know, all of those different things. No, Jesus alone. I believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, But I'm going to tell you one thing about God's Word, and He gave me a revelation on it yesterday. We have a warranty. We have a warranty when we're sick. We have a warranty if things go sideways economically. If we're in covenant, not contract, covenant. Contract's about ink. Covenant's about blood. When we're in covenant, we're under consistent warranty and it shall not wear out. Our tents are wearing out. I'm in covenant. I want to reverse the curse. I want to be lifted from death. Death is a general in the army of the enemy. I don't know how that's going to work, but I want to be able to pray that out. I may not see that. Maybe it'll be my son, uh, son-in-law, my daughter, my grandchildren. There's going to be a generation that's going to change this devil for a thousand years. I don't know how. I don't know when, but I know because God said so. And that's enough for me. Amen. 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 Well, I just want to say this. I'm here to dig wells. Amen. You know, I feel in this in this season of the shift. There's a shifting right now. There's a shifting. There's there, there's those in the in the body of Christ that had unclogged some wells and dug some wells. And 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 I hear the Lord saying, "Can you dig it? Amen. Can you <laughs> Amen. dig it? Can you I, dig I, it? I was preaching, and I have to I have to say this. Uh, I, I'm from L.A., so I like the Lakers. So I'm gonna just just say that right off the top. But you know, Shaq said something, and I know it sounds kind of carnal, but he said when they won the championship. He had a say, can you dig it? 
And you know, I was preaching the other day and I was saying, can you dig it? I had a shovel. We were in a service and I said, can you dig it? Because that's the word of the Lord to the to this generation. Can you dig it? Can you get back to getting that shovel and digging and getting in the closet where no one's looking? And can you dig for, for, for the water? Because here's the thing. There's people in the region that are dying. There's churches on every corner, but there's no wells on every corner. There's churches on every corner, but there's no living water springing forth, which God said. So my challenge to all of us is, is can we dig it? Can we dig it and get back again together to get that living water flows? Because there's people dying in communities because they got religion, but they don't have the living water of deliverance, healing, and relationship and to know that the father loves him. I'm talking about giving a well of the love of Christ that can flow financially, spiritually, and emotionally into the community. Let me give the word of the Lord right now. I just heard God say for those that want to dig wells, he's not going to give you a 30-fold shovel or a 60-fold shovel. If you're going to really get in there and redig it, he's going to give you a John Deere. He's going to give you a hundredfold. He's going to give you a hundredfold. You know, we are at a tipping point in America. Um, we have never laid the axe to the root about racism because the well is, is, is clogged up so we can't get to the root. Uh, we have more interracial mar marriage or more interracial. I'm interracially married. We have more interracial. And I've been married 47 years, so there you have it. Uh, before it became cool, when it was, you know, dangerous, you know. I like it like that. I like it when it's dangerous, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's a costly anointing. You dug that you know? well. And you got a bigger capacity when things, and there's others that'll come after you, you know, and they stood on the shoulders of giants. I've stood on the shoulders of giants, starting with my own parents and my wife's, uh, uh, my in-laws and, and the people that I've been under, you know what I mean? Dr. Lester Summerall, Apostle Willie Coach Jr., different people that have assisted me to be able to stand erect before the Lord and get some clear understanding, but we are at a tipping point about racism. We're at a tipping point in America about a, a, a lack of identity and, and, and identity, purpose, and direction. We're at a tipping point, and it's going. That, let that God, Elijah said, that delivers by fire, let him be praised. How long will we? So we're going to do it by the fire of destruction or the fire of the Lord. And I'm sowing to the side of the Lord. I'm sowing, I'm putting my, I'm putting my John Deere in the well of faith. And, and he's going to scooping out the things by faith Come more, on. more Come rapidly. On. Shall a nation Digging be born in a day? There's not supposed to be no Africa. There ain't supposed to be no Australia. The earth is the Lord's and the full. There ain't supposed to be no South America, no North Pole, no North, no Greenland, no Iceland. That the whole earth belongs to the Lord. And he gave it to man as a gift to be able to implement what heaven looked like on the earth. And he's supposed to be able to do it relationally through prayer. And, and it wasn't even supposed to be no prayer and fasting. It was supposed to be when Adam worked, walked with God in the cool of the day. And then Adam sinned. So then prayer had to come in. And God had been working his, his end into the well for the longest. And then man always wants to get co-opted. And the Bible said, in Revelation, and then a war broke out in heaven. And the well started getting clogged up. And so man has got to be able to calculate the number of the beasts. He said, 666, man, man, man is going to fix it. I'm telling you, you're deluded, you're deceived, and you're demonic right about now. The middle ground of the DMZ has been taken away. I don't think the, uh, the level of human decency has evaporated. So it looks to me like you're either demonic or you're walking with God. I listen to all the music. I listen. I look at the movies. I see what's going on and where it's headed. And it is not healthy for 
uh, our nation. It's less healthy for our children. And pray that your flight isn't in winter while you give suck. Uh, while your infants give suck on the breast. And that's right where we are right now. The book of Revelation, I believe, is probably the more pertinent now than ever. More prophecy of the Bible has come past to ever. I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about rapture states. The Bible said that a trumpet will sound and you'll be caught up in the air. That's what happened when you go to prayer at three o'clock in the morning. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Put down your religion and get on your knees and begin to pray in tongues. Amen. Begin to fast. Begin to do the thing that you've never done before that will make you not unusual but supernatural. And I guarantee you, you'll find God to be a lot closer and a lot more willing to answer your prayer than you were giving him credit for. Father, we're grateful today that someone may be inspired, for someone may be offended, Lord God, at their carnality, and they will be at offended at the word that was shared today, not at us. But I pray that you would restore, and you said over this house is the hour of the prodigal to come home. Father, I thank you for that provision. That prevention works by provision. So everything that's being birthed, God, right now, once they be in right order with you through fasting and prayer and, 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 and cooperation with the leadership, begin to bring, Lord God, yes. those things that you're birthing now Break all throughout through. the world, God, new ministries, God, with, new with, 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 with an old concept, with the eternal concepts of God. Begin to bring that and bring yes. the money to the fathering ministries to yes. help give it to the children, God. Yes. It's a father's good pleasure Abraham, to give his Isaac, children the keys Jacob. to the kingdom. God, we pronounce blessing upon this region, upon this ministry, and Apostle Seymour Driggers. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.